The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Find out about all of SeaDeck's amazing standard and customizable applications online at www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. The official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 47 of the Golden Mike Podcast, everyone. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Lomano, this time recording mobile from my home state of Illinois. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. On this episode of the Golden Mike Podcast, I sit down with Nick Ennin. Nick has been a part of the wake scene in the Pacific Northwest for a long time and has always been a respected figure both on and off the water. He's a guy who's always had a vision for board sports and has always seemed to have mixed his love for the outdoors and woods along with a snowboard influence on the water. Whether it was coming up with a new funky angle, attacking some waterfall or snow feature in the winter or helping facilitate a photo or video shoot, finding spots or filming the action, Nick has always stayed pretty fresh and visible, especially up in the state of Washington. He's organized events, developed riders, and judged some of the biggest contests out there. Nick is a dude I've known for a long time, and I thought it would be rad to sit down and find out his story and find out where he's at today. We recorded up in my hotel room after the first day of competition at this past Malibu Boat Sparks Pro just outside of Reno, Nevada as a part of the 2016 Malibu Evolution Pro Series. Nick was judging, and trust me when I say he was impressed with the action we witnessed all behind Malibu's brand spanking new M235. Pro men's and women's wakeboarding, wake surf, and wake skim were spotlighted on the water, and I tell you, with possibly the summer's best conditions, fans on hand were certainly not disappointed. Rafterome won pro men's with Nicola Butler capturing the W on the women's side. I was definitely stoked not to be a judge that weekend because all the athletes killed it. They crushed it on the water and definitely made the crew in the boat earn their money that weekend. I also recorded some video exclusives at the contest, which are available at cdeck.com's YouTube page, along with short video exclusives that I've been putting together from all the other great events that the WWA Wakeboard World Series and all the other cool events and contests I've been going to, including a couple of weeks ago, I went up north to the Wisconsin State Show Ski Tournament, 24 teams from all over Wisconsin. There had to be three or four or 5,000 people, spectators and athletes there. It was a pretty impressive event, so make sure you guys go check out cdeck.com and click on their YouTube link to see all those videos I'm talking about. So I just got home from the Nautique WWA US National Championships for wakeboarding presented by Rockstar Energy, and whoa, it was a big contest. We were in Ackworth, Georgia on Lake Alatuna, which is a favorite spot of mine for events. 
The beach is perfect for spectators and the flotilla of boats across the lake is usually pretty serious and this year was no exception. I was stoked to catch up with some of my favorite people up there in the ATL. I was stoked to see Lee and Cole Vanthoff and Derek Diamond Davis and the entire crew from Ambush Boring Company and BiWake.com. They were there supporting. They do each and every time that we are up there in Atlanta. It was also cool to hang out with Robbie and the crew from C4 Belts. You know, Lake Altoona has got a ton of history on the water, so it's always nice to be back up there. It was one of the first major sites, first major contests I announced about 11 or 12 years ago. Next on the list is Wake Park Nationals. That's going to be in Orlando, Florida. Uh, That actually starts tomorrow for those of you guys who are listening to these episodes as they come out. It's going to be another four-day event, probably over 400 cable riders from all over the U.S., plus there's going to be some of the top pros competing in those pro events, and I'll do my best to keep you guys posted on how it all goes uh, on the next episode. Now, before I get to it with Nick Ennin, I want to remind you all, the Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you free twice monthly and is always available online at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listener, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Malibu Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Hungry Boards SUP, Rockstar Energy, and C4 Belts. Be sure to follow me, tag me, tweet me on social media, Instagram, it's Dano T. Mano. I'm getting close to 6,000 followers, so spread the word. Shoot me that follow. On Twitter, at the Dano T. Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike. And be sure to like the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. You guys can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. I'm requesting that you guys send me some questions or comments so I can read them on the next episode. Let me hear your thoughts, guys. Again, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. This week's audio montage is presented by Malibu Boats. Check out the all-new Malibu Boats M235 at MalibuBoats.com. The M235 is the newest addition to the Malibu family and was designed to be nothing less than the most ultra-premium performance towboat the world has ever seen. The M235 is also the official towboat of the 2016 Malibu Evolution Pro Series. Again, you can find out more at MalibuBoats.com. This week's montage is from Stop 2 of the Malibu Rider Experience and the WWA Southern Wakeboard Regionals. Have a listen to the regional champions and the pros on hand from this awesome event, and then I'll be back with Nick Hennon here on the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm sitting here with the president of the World Wakeboard Association, Shannon Starling. How'd you feel about this weekend's event, the Malibu Boats Rider Experience? You know, we're pretty excited coming into this weekend. The South is one of the largest territories we have, but coming to this event with everybody and all the excitement coming in, it's been a pretty exciting weekend. I'm standing here with the owner of Pro Marine Wake and the host of the second stop of the Malibu Boats Rider Experience, Jimmy Wright. We had wonderful, good North Carolina weather. Excited to have Malibu Boats here. We've been a Malibu dealer 
together since 1994, so we've been around a long time. Had a great turnout, and all the divisions were phenomenal. We had people from all over, not just the country, but the world. I'm Corey Wilson, Executive Director of the World Wakeboard Association. We've had another great day out here on the water at the Malibu WWA South Regional Championships, part of the rider experience. Can't wait for the next one. Brett Hargrave, Southeast Sales Rep for Ronix Wakeboards, sponsor of the Malibu Riders Experience, and stoked to be here. Malibu Pro Team Rider and the driver of today's event, Chad Sharp. What'd you think? Uh, what, what an awesome place to uh, do an event. We got uh, great water for the majority of the day. Uh, I was running the 23 for um, a lot of the amateur riders, and it looks like everyone was having a great time and riding really well. And then we busted out the 25 for the junior pro man and surfing, and those guys were just going huge. That was one of the best junior men finals I've ever seen. Um, even their qualifying, their semifinals was amazing. Malibu Pro, Jeff Lang, Lee in the boat all weekend long. Doing some judging. What are your thoughts on the event? Yeah, it was awesome, man. We got people out there behind that 25 LSV and watching them boost. There's some really good riding all around and uh, looking forward to see who came out on top. I'm here with the team manager of Malibu Boats, Brian Thomas. I want to hear your thoughts on this weekend's event, the Malibu Rider Experience. Yeah, Dan, I was rad to be out here at Lake Heiko with the Pro Marine guys and uh, seeing everyone kill it behind the 23 LSV all weekend. Earlier we saw Elliot Digney throw a wake-to-wake double flip. Uh, really anxious to see what uh, Seng Yun from Korea and uh, Kobe France, uh, two Malibu riders in finals, are going to do. My name is Allison Laverick. I'm from North Carolina. I won the Juniors Girls Division. My name is Brett Poto. I'm eight, Annapolis, Maryland. Junior boys, beginner. Local pro and known for his big air riding, Stephen Pierce, the crowd went wild when you hit the water today. Malibu Riders experience was awesome, man. Um, great time, family time. Um, lots of families out here just enjoying the day with good weather out on, on the lake and um, you know, lots of good riding. I'm Rankin Wright, I'm from Mevin. I'm 12, I won the weight surf division. My name is Bo Porter, I'm 12 years old. I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. First place in the boys beginner division. My name is May Morgan Howell, I'm 13 years old from Dothan, Alabama, and I won girls 10 to 13 at the Malibu Regionals. Hey, my name's Finn Bullock. I'm 11 years old. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I just won the boys 10 to 13 division at the Malibu Riders Experience. My name is Andy Birch. I'm from Peoria, Arizona. I'm 16. Uh, I won amateur wake skate. My name's Shannon Sahimbas. I'm from Florida. I'm 15, and I won junior women's division. Hey, my name's Bryce Gray. I'm wakeboard from Australia. I'm 15 years old, and I won junior men wakeboard. I'm Joy Manning. I ride at Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia, and I just won at the Malibu Experience Veteran Women's Division. I'm Jimmy Powell. I'm 33 years old from Augusta, Georgia, and I'm on the Masters uh, Wakeboard Division. I'm standing here with Joel Bartley, who took the win in the Pro Card Division out here at the Rider Experience. Well, the conditions were definitely some of the toughest ones I've had to ride in in a competition. Very pretty good considering the condition. Jason Sovin, the results are in. You have been named the winner of this second stop of the Malibu Boats Rider Experience in the Junior Pro Men Division. It was a pretty good final. Everybody was thrown down. So uh, I'm just pumped to come through the, with the win after a couple bobbles, but great time.
GoPuck is a mountable, compact, durable, and portable rapid charging battery. The technology behind GoPuck started in the indie car racing industry, and now they're bringing their passion about light, fast, and powerful products to the world of action sports. GoPuck allows you to stay connected, capture priceless moments, and most importantly, enjoy mobile freedom. The GoPuck can hold up to five rapid charges. If you know me, you know I don't go anywhere without mine. GoPuck is available at Performance Ski and Surf or online at GoPuck.com. Use promo code MANO2016 for an extra 20% off at GoPuck.com. That's GoPuck.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. So what's up, Nick? How you been, man? Real good. Just, uh, you know, just living... Working, having fun, and uh, just, yeah, enjoying life and uh, kind of, you know, I've kind of moved on to some new goals now. Um, I retired from wakeboard in the past year, so I've uh, started working with the family, but, you know, you, you can't hold me down. I'm going to keep keep doing what I love, though. You're a, you're a name. You and your brother, Mikey Annan, you guys have been doing this for a long time. You guys have been a part of the sport ever since I can remember. You guys are two of the, the big names from the state of Washington. Um, so let's let's kind of rewind the clock and get started. So how did you get into the whole Toad Water Sports wakeboard thing? Did you start on a wakeboard or, or how did it all start? Um, my family was always really, you know, athletic and really into doing lots of different sports. And and in the wintertime, we spent a lot of time up in the mountains. And then in the summertime, we would move to our lake house with the rest of the family. And just, you know, I, I think I started water skiing at like three or four. And then uh, single skiing at six. And then wakeboarding, the scurfer came out when I was 12 years old. And my grandfather bought that from Wiley's down in Seattle. And, and uh, I grew up with a bunch of, like, all my cousins and brothers. And we were all pretty competitive and uh we just got into it and you know i i was the first person to land a flip in my family but once i did that then everybody had to do a flip and it just kind of went from there did you guys take the skiing stuff serious like you did with the wakeboarding or yeah it was my family we were definitely into going to water ski competitions in the summer and and i definitely started doing slalom as a kid but as soon as the wakeboard came out that was that was i that was what I wanted to do. You know? So, like, what are some of the events that you remember, if you remember any of them? Uh, the first wakeboard contest I was in was at... Well, I actually want to go, like, before that. Before like, what that. do you want... Like, what do you remember about... Because, dude, you come from Seattle. It's... Okay, we, we'd call Orlando the mecca of, of, like, wakeboarding, water skiing, of total water sports, but that's where it's done. But, but like, the brains are... Seem to be up in Seattle. That's where all the manufacturers are. So, I'm sure they're... I mean... Herb O'Brien, you know, Hyperlite, uh, HO, you know, back in the old days, O'Brien, you know, uh, Conley, CWB, and now Ronix Radar, of course. Everything is, is based not far from where you're at. So, I mean, I'm sure there had to be events and that, that you went to back when you were a kid. Do you remember any of those? The first real event that I remember back in the day was at Copper, Copper Lake and there was a slalom competition going on and they decided to have a wakeboard competition but they had it 
as a slalom competition, and there was no tricks involved. Like a slalom wakeboard wakeboard event. event. uh, Is this still in the days of directional boards, or is this... Oh, yeah, that was on the old HO Pro with the three big skag fins, you know, and uh, definitely kind of surf style, directional style, and and just slalom, you know. And after I did that, my brothers, my cousins, and I, we all, you know, we knew that we wanted to ride in a trick event, you know, so we actually started putting on our own events back in the day which was called Northwest Sessions, and we did that for 10 years. Wow. So uh, what year did those start, and what year did those finish? About 1996, I think, was the first one, and they ran for about 10 years. Like, what lake was that on? We, we'd ha- it was Northwest Sessions, so we'd, we'd have about four events a year, five events, and we'd have them in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and uh, we even had one up in Alaska one time. And it was kind of, we'd just try and hit up the whole Northwest and get the entire Northwest scene kind of, you know, get get everybody together and try and uh, create a scene even. So were you riding in Bellingham? Because I know from, like, talking to guys like Kevin Henshaw and just seeing some, some of, like, the old articles and videos and whatnot that you guys don't spend all of your time in Bellingham as far as, like, on the water goes. You guys also have some really crazy, like, um, beach house or something. Yeah, we got a, a cabin out in the San Juan Islands, and we actually filmed an episode for Fuel TV for that and uh brian grubb jd webb myself my brother and uh one other person we were all involved in that shoot and they did a article in wakeboard magazine on it and yeah the san juan islands are amazing where are the san juan islands they are in the corner of the united states it's kind of it's in between Bellingham and Victoria. So it's a, a, a bunch of islands that are all centered just right up in the northwest corner of just Washington between, State. So it's kind of like you've got Washington State, Canada, and Alaska, and it's kind of kind of in the... It's just tucked right in the northwest corner of Washington. What's the weather like up there, though? I am just imagine it's cold. Yeah. it. You know, it, it actually gets really nice in the summer. It's, you know... It, we definitely have our fair share of good days and our fair share of bad days. And uh, you just got to, you know, on the nice days, you got to get after it. And, and it gets really nice in the San Juan Islands. You know, we, we'll, we'll go out and wakeboard in the water and in the salt water. And, you know, in summertime, you can go without a wetsuit. But, you know, it's still a little chilly out there. What? So spending a lot of time, like, between salt water and fresh water, right? So what's, what's like, the difference? What do you prefer? Uh, I definitely prefer to be riding on freshwater on a daily basis, but it is kind of fun to get out on the salt water. There's the salt water is a little bit more buoyant, and um, it's it's definitely fun to ride in. But if I'm out riding and trying to you know really push it, I'm typically on the lake instead of out in the San Juans. We're we're more so shooting photos and doing some kind of um, shoot out there. Like, how about wading the boat? Does does that make a huge difference between the salt water and fresh water? Yeah, it definitely, it, there's a difference between it. You know, you, I feel like you need, almost need to even weigh it a little bit more because it's more buoyant and, uh, it's, you got to definitely, uh, sink the boat down to create a bigger wake. But like riding higher on the water, I would feel like you would maybe release a little bit easier. I've, I really haven't done that much salt water shredding myself, you know, and, I maybe have barefooted a couple of times in salt water or just to show off to the ladies or that's that's 
pretty much about it. Maybe just get up on a <laughs> pair of skis or something goofy like that. But I, I would just imagine that you'd be able to pop more off of salt water. Yeah, it, it, you know, your edge releases a little bit easier off the wake because it is more buoyant. And uh, it definitely has quite a bit of pop to it. So it's it's fun to ride in. It's, it's a lot more whitewashy and frothy. Is it like harder to get like a nice perfect lip off your wake or? Yeah, I'd say it's not quite as clean as freshwater. Sure. What about wake surfing? Is wake surfing just like way better in oh, salt water? Yeah, it's fun. It's just that froth and the water pushing you. You know, yeah. it just kind of seems a little bit more legit. I hear that. Well, let's get back to it. You, you talked about your early days and, and the first thing you ever riding was a scurfer. So um, talk about your first experiences, your first maybe couple of years riding. Mm-hmm. I I remember uh, you know hopping on the scurfer. We were catching air wake to wake and making that happen. And honestly, I think my favorite trick to do on a scurfer was I would cut out on my heel edge as hard as I could, and then cut back in to the point where I could get my back fin up and out of the water. Is is kind of fun. Just getting loose. Yeah, getting a little bit loose. So that's always kind of been your style, right? Mm-hmm. You're you you don't really you've never really ridden. You've always kind of done your own thing out there, right? That's yeah. kind of what the end thing is right yeah definitely you know you big part of wakeboarding and being a professional rider is you got to make yourself stand out and you know by doing things different you know that's that's kind of how how it works you know back in those early days when you first started you know you said you were kind of following like the traditional water ski stuff at first and then moved into like the wakeboarding side you know you've been been around for a long long time so on both ends who are some of the names that you were watching back in the in the old days god scott byerly was always you know my go-to like i loved his style his riding you know and his confidence and everything and i really you know like really tried to mimic things off of him and you know there's a ton of people like, i remember even bill mccaffrey back in the day he uh it was really cool it, i was riding in a contest and um, I broke my board and Bill and I were riding the same board. I was riding his board and he ended up letting me ride his board in the contest. And after, after I remember, you know, I was thinking how cool Bill McCaffrey was and how nice he was to let me ride his board. It just definitely inspired me in a lot of different ways in riding and being a person. There's, there's so many like awesome riders that came from the Pacific Northwest and from Washington state in general. Uh, you know, I remember like watching spray and guys like Nick, like uh nelson greg nelson and and like you just said bill mccaffrey and uh you know i'm, I'm I, mike weddington was ne- definitely another one in there thomas so, Harrell. so did you spend um any time out like on Sammamish? that's where a lot of the a lot of the action went down right yeah it was it was pretty cool i i got to do some early days riding with josh smith uh bill mccaffrey um Greg Nelson, you know, like those guys brought me out on Smamish way back in the day. And I even bought my first real wakeboard boat off of those guys from Smamish back in the day. And I think the boat was in spray and hit it possibly. That was so, your boat? Yep. The red nautique. Or yeah. Black, red, and white. Nautique. I love, I love like rewatching spray, you know, and seeing like McCaffrey wearing gloves and calling it ski boarding and stuff like that. Cause you know, now you know, with Alliance, he's still like hardcore and stuff and wakeboarding but but um but like like the good old days man do you have any like do you have any other like really good memories from those days like maybe even being a part of testing some of the new technology that was coming out stuff like that yeah let's see uh you know it was it was really cool um 
one of the things that we did do with with my pro model board was we turned it into a hybrid where we put a little bit of flex into it and also uh, put a a base on it that I could grind all sorts of surfaces without chewing up the board as much. So I had a lot of ideas a long time ago, but kind of towards the end of my career is when I really got to start messing with, uh, you know, trying to change the sport a little bit. And so, yeah, well, I know I've, I've watched a bunch of your stuff and you, you were you didn't actually ride for Red Bull, but Red Bull had commissioned you out to do a bunch of videos, right? Oh yeah. We, we would do projects with Red Bull. We, my brother and I, we, we put on, actually, I think it was the second biggest wakeboarded spectated event. It was at a Seahawks game, and we did a pool-to-rail-the-pool event there, and that was with Red Bull. I, I was talking with Red Bull, and they asked me if I had any ideas of things that I would like to do, and I said that I'd like to do a pool-to-rail-the-pool event, and they they asked me, how would you like to do it at a Seahawks game, and I was I was throttled yeah i was blown away that was like out front it wasn't actually you guys didn't do it on the field no we it was too big of a project to set up and and build and tear down that we did it right on the the entrance to the to the stadium so as people were coming in for the game they got to sit there and watch us and then on halftime they showed a video on the the big screens in during the game advertising to come out and watch us afterwards as well now I've, I've done so many rail jams myself i worked for step up productions for years and we've done so many events in so many different places but the event you're you're talking about i i recall grub was a part of it yep um i can't remember maybe it was parks in it too or who was who else was a there part was of uh jd webb and brian grub were our two other red bull riders and then my brother Silas Thurman and myself. And weather was not good, right? It was basically snowing out. Right. <laughs> it was it was like borderline snowing slash almost raining. It was pretty cold. Yeah, but that doesn't really bother you when it comes to wakeboarding because I know I've seen some other really cool stuff that you've done, unique videos that you've done where you're actually going out waterfalls rivers and winching these crazy spots all throughout the year and i know you you mentioned you know you always try to do stuff your own way a mm-hmm. unique way and kind of uh it's all about being individualistic and unfortunately i think nowadays there isn't enough individualism in wakeboarding i think there's so many people that are kind of following so many trends but you've always been that guy and you and your brother have always pushed doing things your own way and sometimes it works out and you get an ace and sometimes it's just you know i'll just say it sometimes it's a total fail right but at least you go out and do it but you guys have done some crazy stuff in the backwoods like during the winter right what what are some what are some of your like standout um things that are st- uh, stand out maybe stunts or something like that that you guys have done yeah it was, it was pretty cool the you know my whole thing with with wakeboarding and wanting to do things different um i've i've got a big snowboard snowboard background as well and and with the winch you know we we're, were really able to take it to places where where you can't take a boat and you can really start doing other things and uh so I started airing off waterfalls and things that were more similar to like a line on a snowboard, you know, like I did multiple waterfall drops in one line, you know, and, and then, uh, 
even towards the end, I was like, well, shoot, you know, like snow is pretty cool that you can do what you want with it. And, uh, so right at the end of the season, when, when the mountain starts melting out, a lot of ponds start forming and, uh, it was awesome. Like the, the last two years we did this a lot and we would go out and form up a jump out of the snow. So you'd get winched in across the water hit a jump out of snow and we'd set up either a rail or some kind of obstacle that we could uh ollie off the snow grind the rail and then back into the water so it was almost like a mixture between the two sports yeah is, is it like a hard ride a wakeboard on snow yeah it's you definitely kind of want to go straight you're just not not much edging you kind of got to make sure that you're set up heading the right direction but that's that's basically what it's like going off of features in rails too and in, in in wakeboarding because compared to snowboarding when when you're you know you can back off a little bit going up a ramp on a snowboard because you can just push your toe down and and dig that that edge in a little bit but on a wakeboard if you're cutting into a kicker once you get onto the kicker you 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 really have no choice but just to go with what it gives you right exactly yeah you kind of got to just set yourself up and and once you do get yourself onto that snow kicker or even a real kicker you want to be, you know, more flat based and then you kind of use your handle to either start spinning or, you know, you can, you can definitely edge in a little bit and pop, but it's not, not much control. <laughs> did any of your videos end up going viral? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we did a pretty good job. We, we worked with, with, uh, fuel TV and did a, a weekly webisode or bi-weekly webisode with them and and all those videos ended up doing pretty well they uh they got out there pretty well moving forward um you know as as we move into like the future here and now it's been some time since we've kind of seen you drop any wakeboard edits where are you at in wakeboarding right now you know what i uh i have a ton of footage stacked up that I am thinking about probably, you know, putting together a, a movie with kind of the, there's a lot that hasn't been seen, but then there's also a lot that has been seen. And, uh, and then same with my brother as well. And I think I'd, it'd be really cool to put together just like a full on movie with just like the history and then even some of the stuff that people haven't even seen yet either. You know, you've been a part of the Northwest riding scene for so long and how do you think it compares to the Florida scene, the California scene, the Texas scene? Like, where do you guys kind of stand in that whole thing? Um, I feel like, you know, there's with the Washington area, you know, we, we don't really, you know, it's like we have winter and then we have summer and it's, and it's kind of like, you gotta, you know, do what's, what's according, you know, like if it's sunny out, then you go wakeboard and if it's not, then you don't kind of thing. But, uh, I feel like our scene up here in Washington is uh, maybe not quite as big as other areas, but it's it's definitely strong. There's there's a lot of people in this area that are you know most of the people that wakeboard also snowboard in the winter as well. So it's we've got a pretty big scene up here, I'd say. Who are like the biggest names that have have come out of there, and and at the same time, like who are some names to maybe watch out for? Like, old ones or like who are, who are like the biggest names that that you would say like have done the most for like the northwest northwest yeah. yeah um 
Let's see. There's Brent Starr. He was definitely one of the guys. Him and I, growing up, we we're always like toe and toe together. You know, we have. Yeah, dude. I, I gotta. I, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna stop yeah. you right there just because throwing that name out. I recently saw a video. I think it was on Wakeboarding Hall of Fame of Brent Starr and. I, you know, obviously, I followed the sport for a long time. A long, you know, my my best friend Eric Ruck. So I was like growing up watching Ruck go to the contest. You know, from like '97 and 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 on forward. And I remember that name, and that dude was like a big jacked dude, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely he's he was strong. You know, he's a good rider. So is he still doing a dollar? No, he's. I think he's working at a golf course now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. So That's had, a sport. Yeah. So like some other names. Uh, Dave Isaacson's another huge one, you know, like he was always, he, he actually took it pretty, pretty damn far and he's, he had a pretty good career. And I know that you're not necessarily as involved as you once were as far, as far as like personally riding all the time and whatnot, but I know you're still following the scene. Are there any new names coming out of the Pacific Northwest that people should be watching out for at all? Or? Do you know what? To be honest with you, there are a ton of kids. Like we've we just recently put in a this last year we put in a 2.0 system at Bow Lake, and there has been so many snowboarder kids that have been coming out that don't that have never wakeboarded before, but they'll come out and they know how to snowboard and flip on a snowboard, and uh, they. They definitely, you know, it's like their first time ever riding and they're landing flips for the first time off the kickers. And so I feel like there's a new resurgent of all these riders that are kind of from around here. But I, I would have to say that Chad Spady is the one that really stands out amongst everybody. He's been riding for a long time, but he's, he's I'd say he's kind of the new up-and-comer for the Northwest. With all the manufacturers being up in the Northwest, though, wouldn't you think that more, like, names would come out of the area yeah you know it's it's it kind of like surprised me i've even kind of thought about it a little bit lately and we definitely had our scene i felt like kind of fell off for a little while in the northwest with uh we stopped doing the northwest sessions contests and and uh, my brother and i were just you know pretty busy with a lot of traveling and other things that uh i feel like the, the scene in washington did kind of fall back a little bit but i feel like it's starting to grow again now so you talk a lot about your brother mikey mikey ennin yep and uh he's your younger brother right yep my bigger younger brother yeah he's <laughs> in he's he's got some really cool things going on right now too right he's recently re-signed with liquid force is that true he you know it's it's uh he did re-sign with him it's kind of on like a he's He's got a lot going on in his life right now, and he wants to stay involved with the wakeboard industry. But he actually is in school right now for architectural design, and he also also just had a, a baby boy a little while ago, him and his wife. So he's he's in school. He's helping run the cable. He's uh, He did sign with Liquid Force, and he, he's a busy boy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you talk about the cable. Um, I had Kevin Henshaw on the podcast, and I was over at Area 52, and I, if I remember right, we talked a little bit about the cable. Um, is Henshaw involved in that, or is he Yeah, just... it's it's actually Kevin's cable. Okay. And uh, we we set it up, and we have it at Bow Lake, but then he has a contract with a company that for one week out of, out of the year, he has to tear it down, bring it to an event, and then bring it back. 
but uh yeah so kevin's definitely 100 percent involved with it and it's his cable and and but we just have to tear it down and put it back up once a year <laughs> that's not a bad thing at least you know how to do that right yeah we're getting pretty good at it okay so let's get back to bow lake in just one second another lake that you'd mentioned a while ago was copper lake yep and that's a place where you spent a lot of your younger years training and yep. developing new riders, right? Yep. So talk a little bit about like the Copper Lake scene and where that is. Yeah, Copper Lake, it's in Toledo, Washington. So it's uh, about an hour north of Portland. And uh, it that lake has done some amazing things for the wakeboard scene. That, that was actually the first lake that i ever rode in a contest at and uh i always called it lake cafe latte mocha <laughs> cappuccino or something like that the, yep. the, the color of it's just yeah the clay the clay bottom lake you know it's just it's some some thick water there <laughs> yeah, but yeah. They, those guys i mean they've done a lot of things i i, I remember announcing a wake skate contest called the Hippodrome there for two years in a row and wake skating was just kind of coming, you know, on onto the scene, really starting to kind of build and stuff like that. But those guys always seem to, I mean, I, I think it's really, I think he, I think they moved into wakeboarding because that's where it was going, but you know, it was very water ski driven out there, very old school and whatnot. But still, it's it's a place. I think it's got some classic history, right? Oh yeah, it's it's got history there for sure. Warren Warren Freeze is the owner. He he owns Active Water Sports out of Oregon, and, uh, and they've got like two locations. Yeah, right? they've got a couple locations, and then the third would be at the lake. So they've got a a couple dealerships, and then uh, and a facility to camp at. And yeah, everything. the lake is fully set up. There's a, a little motel kind of set up, and then there's full on campground set up and uh the yeah the lake they have you know they're they're fully ready for you know water skiing obviously jumping and then they've got the full wakeboard park for you know rails and kickers and all sorts of fun stuff are they still just boat or are they running cable over there too you know they 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 will actually uh they'll pull out a winch but they don't have a cable there they they'll pull, pull out a winch and tow some people on some rails on the side of the lake while water skiers are going but I, I could see them actually building a cable here pretty soon. I could see it. Do you guys have a lot of cables up in the Pacific Northwest? No, the only one that we have is is the one that we put up at Bow Lake. Hey, folks, we're going to stop right there so I can tell you how you can save money on some awesome products and help me and this podcast out by supporting the folks that support us. I have a few promo codes you guys can use this summer for a great deal on all the cool stuff you see me using. I'm talking about Woodrow Sustainable Optics, my sunglass of choice, GoPuck, the portable charger I never leave home without, and C4 belts, perfect for traveling or wearing on the lake as they are 100% rubber and plastic with absolutely zero metal parts. Okay, here's how it works. Go to woodrows.com, use promo code MANO30, that's M-A-N-O-3-0 at checkout and get 30% off your order. At gopuck.com and c4belts.com, it's promo code MANO2016, M-A-N-O-2016 for up to 20% off. Again, it's Mano30 at Woodrow's.com or Mano2016 at GoPuck.com and C4Belts.com. 
It's been a hot summer, guys, so take advantage of these cool codes. Now let's get back to the interview with Nick Annan. So let's talk about Bow Lake. I remember my first time out at Bow Lake, there was an event called the Malibu Team Challenge. Yep. And that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, those college a, days. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun event, first of all. Um, another thing I liked about it was the owner, I believe, also owned a vineyard. Right? Oh, yeah. He owns a bunch of stuff. Dick's Burgers, uh, Ski Cat Operation. Dick's Burgers, that's like a famous burger joint, right? Oh, yeah. Dick's, uh, is, it's, it's been in Sir Mix-a-Lot song. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's classic. It's a Washington burger joint. It's, you know, if you... Any state that you go to, there's always, like, the classic burger joint, and Dick's is the classic burger joint for Washington. So let's talk about Bow Lake, man. You're you're up there now, or are you spending a lot of time there, you and Mikey, or...? Yeah, I've, uh, since I've retired, I've, uh, I've definitely pulled back from spending as much time at the lake, you know, I'm, but it's, I'm, now that it's summertime, and, uh, it's, you know, it's, a passion of mine to to wakeboard and such a good workout too and yeah it's something that as soon as i get home from reno here i'm uh, probably go out and have to take a set so talk about what you guys have set up because when i was at bow lake it was simply a boat lake i think you guys did have a rail out there but it was a boat lake is it i mean you guys doing more than obviously you got the two tower there but you guys still boating out there and stuff yeah you can you can fully use the boat while people are riding the cable what we did was we brought out some machinery and dug out the lake so we we brought it out to the side and made the lake a little bit wider so we were able to have the cable on one side of it and then you could run the boat still right down the middle and and uh, we fully built up all the rails in the in the cable area but you can still access those rails by boat as well. So it's it's kind of like you can you can hit the rails. Double dip. Yeah, you double dip a little bit. It. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I did an event with Texas Ski Ranch a few years ago. I don't know if you guys have ever dabbled in this. We did like a hybrid event where the boat was coming towards the cable and then the riders were using the wake <laughs> of the boat. But I don't know. yeah, no, that that's that's something that I've I've never done out there. But that's a really good idea. I think yeah, we could actually, have some fun with that. Yeah, I think. What, there's like a new Danny Hart video. Are you are you following a lot of videos these days, or are you? You know what? I haven't really watched all the newest videos, but I have heard a it's little like bit a, about it. It's like a well, it's different than when we grew up, dude. You know, mm. like videos are different because now I say a video, I'm talking like a 35 second clip I saw of Danny Hart <laughs> the other day. Um, I think he was hitting a kicker and then landing transition down the wake or something like oh, that. Oh, you know, no, I did see that actually. Yeah, I saw that on on Facebook, social media. Yeah, it, he was. It was the largest wake or jump to wake gap I've ever seen in my life. It, it was cool. They were setting up the booter and were cutting in at it and hitting the booter and then crossing over both wakes and landing on the tranny on the other side. It was pretty impressive. That's kind of that's kind of a Pacific Northwest thing. That's kind of like an uh, in style, yeah, that's, right? That's something that I'm I'm surprised I never thought about doing that. <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, on that same token, though, there's got to be so much in your head that you've thought about, man. And and being retired, I'm sure you're not necessarily going out and trying these crazy things. But do you have any other ideas in your mind of things that can be done on a wakeboard? Maybe something that you pass on to some of the the younger guys? There was one thing that, that I had an idea and I even had the setup for it, but I just never did it. Was uh, I wanted to slide a log 
a waterfall and then turn around and come back down and hit it back down. And I had a, I had a whole thing kind of figured out in my head and how I was going to be able to do it. But that was one thing I never did pull off. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can get one of like the young guns or something like that. Do you have any, I'm, I don't know why I'm losing my, my train of thought here, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk in Star Wars. Do you have any, like, Padawans, anybody that you're developing personally? You know, I, I, I kind of was back in the day um, kind of bringing up some people underneath my wings, but uh, I just now that the wake scene kind of, like, died off and I retired, I you know, I that's a that's something that I should try and figure out. <laughs> right? Give back, right? Yeah, give, give back, back. Right. yeah. It's hard to give back when you've already given so much, right? <laughs> I'm going to go find that find that guy and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So before we started chatting here on the microphones, you you told me, you know, that you're not necessarily riding as much anymore. But I mean, you you obviously still have a love for it. You're you're out here and you're you're judging the events and every year you and I work together and you and you judge uh, a few events. Are are you still following the sport too much, or? Yeah, you know, it's it's. I definitely try and follow it and see what kids are coming up. You know, because I know that, you know, I'm I'm going to be judging this competition, so it's kind of nice to see what what kids are doing and and uh, so I definitely follow it in that aspect. You know, where I want to see what any new tricks are going down and uh, yeah. Did the sport go in the direction that you thought it was going to go into, or or what did you, what, how did you perceive things to be when you were growing up? You know, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago. What what did you think it was going to be like today? There was definitely a time period where you know things were just up, 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 up. You know, like the the sport was growing, people were you know getting into it, and then uh, we definitely had a couple of things you know happen, like the economy you know crap the bed for a little bit and that definitely put a damper on things within the industry and money and and uh just people being able to do what they want to do you know and and i feel like i feel like we've definitely come back from there again you know like we had that lull where where things were rough you know like companies were you know really having to try and do everything they could to keep everything together and uh i feel like things are starting to you know get a lot better and there's the riding you know keeps always progressing i've you know I've, the kids in the pro tour nowadays are so consistent with these big tricks you know that it's it's cool to see the sport you know growing again so um as far as as far as you go you're not necessarily like riding as much these days on a wakeboard but you're still staying active what are, what are you doing nowadays um well i also you know i i snowboarded professionally as well and i kind of i had to tell those sponsors that i was uh moving out of doing it professionally as well and but I still held on to some of those sponsors and they know what I'm doing and, and still getting out there and pushing it, you know. Wait, are you still filming and stuff? Yeah, we're, we're you know, I, I ride for 686, so they, they're putting together their their team video. So I, I put in my days of shooting with them for the catalog and, and shooting. But it's, honestly, it's, they the industry knows where I'm at and, uh, they're not really asking me to 
to do a whole lot, but if I'm willing to, then they're down and, and they know that I'm going to be a part of the scene and shooting with the right people and having fun. So it's, it's kind of this mixture of like for the love versus for the, the money, I guess. Right. (laughs) So, so as far as wakeboarding goes, how much wakeboarding are you personally doing right now? Um, not a whole lot right now. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'll, I'll try and get out to the lake probably, you know, throughout the rest of the summer, you know, maybe four days a week or something just to kind of stay in good shape and, and go out and hit the rails and stuff. But I'm, I've definitely had some injuries in my past where, which is part of the reason why I retired is to, uh, you know, just prolong my body as long as I can. And so I'm still going to ride, but I'm not going to try and push it the way that I used to, where it's going to, you know, hurt my knees and whatnot. So action sport wise, passion wise, what do you find yourself doing most these days? Um, I've been doing a ton of mountain biking. I do a ton of snowmobiling in the winter to go snowboard. Um, I am, uh, I do a lot of fishing. <laughs> you like a fly fisherman or? Oh you? yeah. I love fly fishing. I you lo- twist up your own flies or what do you do? Yeah, sure. Sure do. Yeah. I've been, uh, fly fishing my whole life. I do a lot of salmon fishing out in the bay as well and jigging for cod and halibut and i kind of do it all around here in the northwest river to lakes to san juan islands nice yeah so getting back to kind of the wakeboard stuff how do you feel about the scene today i mean where we're at right now you know like the tricks are so insane the wakes are so big are we on par with with where we should be i mean you know boat sales are up i mean are we where you think we would be or or where where would you like to see? What would you like to see? You know, it's like I've seen so many ups and downs within this industry, and and it's always positive seeing it go and going on the up. And uh, I'd I'd say that uh, it's not quite as big of an industry as I was would have guessed from uh, guessing from ten years ago. But it's the sports strive. You know, it's it's out there and. People are people love it and get after it. You know, lake life living, being on a boat in the summer is is a part of life. You know, it's important. As a judge, who are some of the guys that you're most excited to watch? I'm always excited to watch Rusty. That guy's just an animal. Um, and then uh, Harley Clifford, man, that kid is insane. He's, so you like he's the tech ride? You like these tech guys, huh? The contest riders? Yeah, I, I mean, I love seeing double flips, you know, and just you know, people pushing it. What about like on the free ride side of things? Have you anything stand out to you? Somebody who's been really impressing me lately is style and and just his amplitude of riding is is Josh Twelker, and uh, that kid's killing it. He's he's got some good good stuff out there. Cool. Okay, so like you got the cable park up there at bow lake have you had the chance to get down to henshaw's park area 52 at all you know i have not gotten a chance to go down there that that place is insane like if if there's anything that i would want to do in wakeboarding wise would be to go go there isn't it don't you think it's crazy and i just i'm so blown away with all like the two tower cable parks that are starting to pop up and stuff like that it's just it, it blows my mind to see what these guys are, are, are coming up with. I mean, um, are you, do you follow any, do you follow any of that? Like at all? Or, I mean, obviously you've got your guys' park up there at Bow Lake, but are you following like any of the other parks aside from, from Henny's? 
Um, I, I don't, wouldn't say that I've really been following too many of them lately. I'd say that the one that I have been following is Kevin's because it seems like there's something always insane coming out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. There, there is the, uh, the other one though with, uh, with the, the booter to landing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Chad, Chad's in charge of that guy. Right. The rising high event that happened, like the, the jump that Brad got hurt on. Yes. That. Yep. Yeah, that's that's very impressive. I think they just, after Brad's injury, it kind of seemed like, Brad Smela, after Brad Smela's injury, it kind of seemed like they toned down those big air events. But it's that's not what Brad wanted no, at all. No, you know, honestly, I think that that, that, that part of the sport should be, can be continue to be pushed, you know, because, like, that, you know, having that kind of hang time and that air time, is, you know, you know, will only result in bigger, better tricks, you know, but which also results in people, you know, possibly getting hurt or injured or. Well, I don't know how, how much you ch- chat with Brad, but, you know, Brad's a, a good pal of mine. We're actually doing some, some charity stuff for him right now as well um, to help him get back over here to the States and announce Worlds in Canada with me and hopefully do some, some stuff at Wake Awards this year. But, you know, like chatting with Brad, you know, you got that same risk on snowboard jumps, and there's quadruple the amount of people going for those same big gaps yep. on a snowboard, right? I mean, dude, you think about you being from the, nor- the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you've probably been hitting gaps like that on a snowboard. Oh, yeah. And, and the same risk is right there. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was invited to Super Park for the past four or five years now, and hitting any one of those jumps like your life is at risk every time you air off one of those you know if you if you screw up if you don't have the right amount of speed and you're not making the distance you know you're you're coming down from 20 30 feet to flat you know or or even further and bigger you know and and uh it's it's just a part of the sport the the risk is there and i don't think that you know um that anybody should really hold back because you know because somebody got injured, you know, it's, it's definitely, I think it's something that you should always, you know, be conscious of and, you know, like be aware that the risk is out there, but that's a part of our sport is pushing it, you know, and without pushing it, you're not doing anything. Do you think that, do you think that the big air riding is kind of the next step, the evolution of what we're doing or, or what, what do you think is the evolution of wakeboarding? For wakeboarding trick wise, I think that, uh, you know, it's wakeboarding behind the boat's going to always be what it is. But, the, like, being able to go out there and do bigger and better tricks, you know, is part of the evolution. And I think that I could see there being, you know, big air contests with those kickers, you know, where it's like an event centered on that. But the wakes are so big now, right? I mean, the stuff that's going down behind the boats, it's like it... it could you imagine what it would have been? You, you, first of all, you would have probably broke a heck of a lot more boards, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, just today, qualifying round of action, you know, watching so many people going wake to wake, 900, heel side, you know, like toe side, double flips. I mean, this stuff is going down wake to wake. You remember the, the old days where 
you had to wait an entire event to hopefully see Darren Shapiro do a speedball mm-hmm. to maybe see Parks go for a temper tantrum or, or that double half cab roll, you yep. know? Exactly. It's 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 all it's an all new level and it's yeah, the the size of the wakes now are just giving us the ability to, you know, really do what we know we can do. And some of those kids are out there pushing it. And you know what's even more impressive to me actually is looking at the old contests from back in the day. And seeing the tricks that were being done on such a tiny wake, you right. know, and but now it's uh Or how about no wake at all? You yeah. the days of the air tricks where you'd land a trick and then do an Do air another mold. trick, yep. I was yeah. just watching Scott Byerly's world record breaking run from sometime in the nineties the other day. Ninety five. <laughs> <Yeah, and it laughs> Every me time away. he rode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty you know, it's it blows me away on what we were able to do on such small wakes, and now it's blowing me away on what we can do now with such huge wakes. Have you had the chance to ride behind any of the big boats, like the the MT35 of Malibu or the G23? Or yeah, I've, I've ridden behind the G23. That thing blew me away. And uh, the Malibu as well, you know, like, God, those, all those boats are amazing now. What do you do with yourself while you're up there in the... In the <laughs> right? The problem with me is... I like to go large, and uh, oh man, it hurts now. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, over the years you you've been so lucky in in having some great folks behind you, and obviously at this point in your career, you're you know you're you're not BSing your sponsors. You you let everybody know exactly what you're doing and where you're at, and it's no secret that you're not riding really for too many brands anymore. But um, who who are like some of the last brands that that were kind of supporting you? Uh, O'Brien Wakeboards was my board sponsor. I had my pro model board with them, the Baker, and they were a big support of mine for the last 15 years or so. You know, you, I, you I had stuck a pro with model with O'Brien up yep. until recently, right? Yep. yep. I even uh, I even designed my 2015 pro model, shot the ad campaign for it, and six months before that contract went up, I had made a decision that I was going to retire, and uh, so I kind of. Ended up designing my board. I didn't really fully des- decide until the very end, but I set myself up to be able to leave if I wanted to, you know, retire and have a have a career. Did other the board than that. come out? And the, the board did come out, but they just took my name off it. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. But I, I've I've had plenty of other. And who ended up getting it, or was it just part of the line? Just part of the line. What yeah. board was it? It was the Baker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, O'Brien. Named after Mount Baker? Mount or? Baker, basically, yeah. It was uh, It was kind of funny how that name came about. We were, we were really trying to figure out a name for my board. I kept on coming up with ideas, and people would, other people would shut me down. And then finally somebody said, well, Nick likes to snowboard at Baker, and and uh, it just seems seems right, you know. And, and when, when they mentioned it to me, I was like, yeah, let's call it the Baker. <laughs> so they went th- they went forward with it with the Baker. Yep. Yeah, O'Brien's been good with me too. You know, been been a great support of the, of the podcast and stuff. So I mean, cool. I I appreciate those guys and man, you talk about a brand that's been around forever and some some really really great people out there. So Definitely. Big big ups to those guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. An- another one of my uh, big supporters was MB Sport. They're my boat sponsor for over 10 years in my career and they did so much for me and and it was i got to do a lot for them as well help them design their boats and you know change shapes and and uh you know just progress the sport of the boat and mb's a brand from up 
by you. They're it, like Northern they're, Cali. They're right? in California, but they're definitely a West Coast brand, and uh, it's family-owned operations. So it's it's really cool working with them. Yep. You uh, you know, I, I if there's anything that I need to do or say, you know, I can just call the owner of the company and you know hash things out and figure it out what we need to do fix things make things better and yeah it was a great relationship you guys still have a boat back home we actually we have a nautique at home right now and uh and then we got two boston whalers <laughs> beautiful you guys you do a lot of fishing and stuff too yep, right uh-huh. so that's that's a, that's a big thing i understand that competitively and and the reality is, is you're not doing it as much anymore but do you still have any goals in wakeboarding, some stuff that you want to, you know, cross off that bucket list before it's all said and done? You know, it's I, I feel pretty satisfied with kind of honestly a big part of why I retired is I was I opened up an old drawer of mine from my up in my parents' house. I went up there and they asked me to like go up there and clean out some stuff that was up at the house and and I found my old goal all my all my goals from when I was I think I was like 14 or 15 and I you know it was like get a picture in a magazine uh you know be in a video you know just all these like goals I I just put them all out there have a pro model board you know uh, have an article written about me and I I found that that goal sheet and I I read down the whole sheet and I ended up checking off every single one of those things and I was like wow okay I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm satisfied. And that was kind of that was when the the light went off in my head that was, you know, like time to time to retire and move on to new goals with life and so I kind of made myself a new goal sheet and uh yeah. Growing up, did you think that wakeboarding was going to be the end all for you? Did you think you'd be a professional rider your entire life? I that was the last thought, you know. I never thought that that was going to happen you know and then next thing it was one thing after the other and things started happening and and uh yeah when I made that list of goals you know I I you know my first goal is get a photo in a magazine you know <laughs> like and that probably happened pretty quick yeah that happened pretty quick and I got a lot of those <laughs> but uh you know it was, it was just uh cool to see that I actually was able to pull them off when because when I made that list of goals I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't, I think it was like within the week of me doing the flip, you know, like me landing that flip for the first time kind of inspired me to really want to push it on the wakeboard. But I never thought that I was ever going to take it to the point where, in the place that I did. So for aspiring pros, people who are thinking this is what they want to do, wakeboard for the rest of their lives and, and make a mint. (laughs) The reality is it's, probably not going to happen <laughs> but, what, but what, like on, on your end like what what kind of advice could you give those kind of people you know you just can't give up and uh you know sometimes in the long run a lot more happens than what you think is happening you know like you you kind of start to get involved with things and next thing you know so much has happened already you know and and then you just got to keep rolling with it so i'd say if 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 that's what you want to do just keep pushing towards it and who cares what anybody says just keep pushing digging it man positive bro you're positive dude nick appreciate everything 
you know, man, appreciate you for, for stopping up here in, in this beautiful room at John Esquaga's Nugget here in uh, Sparks. We're not even in Reno. We're in Sparks. <laughs> um, and uh, before I let you go, man, if you got social media, anybody want to follow you or anything like that? Yeah, Nick Ennen is my name, N-I-C-K-E-N-N-E-N, and uh, that's my Instagram name and my Facebook. And yeah, go ahead and start following me. I'm always doing fun stuff, hunting, fishing, mountain biking. I'm always posting cool stuff, so yeah. There it is. Nick, thanks, man. All right, thanks, Dano. You. You. Woodrose is a sunglass company based in Central Florida that manufactures frames from wood and other sustainable materials. With an infrastructure built on a passion for action sports, life on the water, and the love for the great outdoors, there's no doubt Woodrose handcrafted wooden and sustainable eyewear will fit your lifestyle. Use my promo code MANO30 and you'll get an additional 30% off your entire order. Once again, that's promo code MANO, M-A-N-O-3-0 at woodrose.com for 30% Set off everything. That's W-O-O-D-R-O-Z-E dot com. Rockstar Energy. From athletes to rock stars, Rockstar Energy Drink is designed for those who lead active lifestyles. Available in over 20 amazing flavors at convenience and grocery outlets in over 30 countries, Rockstar supports the Rockstar lifestyle across the globe through action sports, motorsports, and live music. Rockstar is the official energy drink for the entire WWA Wakeboard World Series. Find out more info on upcoming Rockstar Energy events at www.rockstarenergy.com. Rockstar Energy. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. Great chatting with Nick Ennin. The interview is very spur of the moment. Nick and I chatted last year about having him on, and in Reno, with the Malibu Sparks Pro, just decided to go for it. I learned a lot more about Nick than I never knew, and hopefully you guys did too, and hopefully it made you all want to go Google his name and check out some of the old projects he's done, or just maybe catch up with him, find him out there at Bow Lake outside Seattle, and find out what he's up to. Regardless, it was great to catch up and hang out and talk with such a great dude, especially a guy who's done so much for the sport of wakeboarding up there in that Pacific Northwest. Okay, for any of you listeners out there looking for events or a chance to hear the noise in person, here's a short list of where I'll be this August. First off, starting the month back in Orlando for Wake Park Nationals along with the WWA and Nautique Boats. We're going to be doing that at the Orlando Water Sports Complex. Then we head international August 12th through the 14th with Ollie and Raph Jerome at their home lake in St. Zotique, Quebec, Canada for the final stop of the 2016 Rider Experience. August 19th and 20th, we're in Seoul, Korea for the Seoul Pro, part of the Malibu Evolution Pro Series. From there, it's back to Canada in Toronto for the Nautique Boats WWA Wakeboard Worlds. Then Labor Day weekend, we're back in Orlando, Florida, the final stop of the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour. 
and the following week, I will be hosting the ceremony inducting the class of 2016 into the Wakeboarding Hall of Fame and then the Wake Awards at Surf Expo. If you have any questions or comments, email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. Don't forget, I'm on social media. Follow me on Twitter at TheDanoTMano and at the Golden underscore Mike on Instagram at DanoTMano and be sure to like and share the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. One more thank you to Nick Ennin, and now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Malibu Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Hungry Boards SUP, Logos That Pop, C4 Belts, and Rockstar Energy. Big shout-out to Jenna Hamill on the website and Rich Walsh on audio. That's going to do it for today's show. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Mano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.